It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Can't say the Washington Commanders are back in the news for all the wrong reasons if they never really left in the first place. But here we are with more details on financial improprieties, NFC East quarterback rankings you may have some feelings about, and Mock Draft Monday with Joe Marino of the Draft Network and the Locked On Bills podcast stepping up to get judged by us on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Commanders fans to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first first view of the day. I am David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and my co-host Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Met her show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Another day, another public debacle for Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. Chris, the House Oversight Committee, according to Front Office Sports and AJ Perez, who you are going to have on this very program tomorrow have information that the commanders kept ticket revenue that is part of revenue sharing with the 31 other clubs. Interestingly enough, Chris, a situation that we actually just talked about to wrap up last week turns out may actually be happening. Yep. And, you know, look, um, it, it, David, nothing should surprise us at this point, right? Um, Nobody's saying that Dan Snyder is guilty, that the commanders are guilty, but this, Let's start here. This does not look good, and this might be in the eyes of the NFL and in the eyes of NFL owners, meaning the 31 others, this might be the worst infraction uh, potentially of them all. Worse than, yes, sexual harassment. Worse than anything else that has been said or done. Worse than anything we've heard or a, a, a hand on a thigh, allegedly, or something like that. It's sad. It's sad to a bunch of multi-billionaires that potentially 40% of the revenue that the commanders and Dan Snyder were supposed to be sharing might have been, uh, let's call it siphoned off somehow or rerouted or yeah. not given to the league. Uh, that is the rule. About 40% of the visiting or, or of the t- home ticket revenue goes. That doesn't include surcharges. That doesn't include taxes. That doesn't include club and luxury seats and suites. That doesn't include parking. That's just ticket revenue that gets sent to the NFL and then redistributed as part of the league-wide revenue sharing plan. And yet here we are, according to the report and mm-hmm. according to AJ's sources, AJ Perez's sources, front office sports, mentioned we're going to have them on, on the next episode. I, again, apparently they, 
you know, we heard about the two book cooking system and, yeah. and, and apparently they weren't doing this. And again, if this is true, the one thing I will point out, not only could this be the, the death blow for Dan Snyder, but think about this. Think about this, David. The Washington Commanders and the NFL immediately, immediately jumped in um, when the first reports came out last mm -hmm. week about different books and all that stuff. This time, nobody had a word. Nobody said anything. No comment, no statement, no nothing when asked yeah. for a comment or statement. I don't know if that means anything, but it could mean something. Yeah, I mean, behavior is obviously is, – is very, very commonly a marker of, of what the truth is. At least one person gave information in recent weeks, uh, two congressional investigators alleging that the commanders didn't pass along the full 40%, again, per the front office sports uh, source. It's not clear how long it's been going on or who authorized it. Uh, the commanders in the NFL apparently learned about the allegations in recent weeks. Uh, one source, again, told front office sports. But what is clear, Chris, and this is kind of something uh, that we've mentioned here before on the show, too. At the end of the day, this is all going to land at the feet of, of Dan Snyder as the owner of the organization, right? But you talk about certain things, and there are certain things that require that basically Dan can do on his own. But there are parts of this, and I think this is part of the overarching story and problem that is maybe not getting addressed as, as often as, as maybe it should. But Dan is not really doing a lot of these things on his own. You know what I mean? Like there are other parties involved. And yes, I know it's, it's well, it's, it, I just do what I'm told or, you know, I don't know. I didn't know if it was wrong or if it was right or if technically we were allowed to. No, there, there are parts of, of everybody's system where your, 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 your integrity bell starts ringing and you make a choice. And you make a choice to either follow through with something that you know isn't right or you make the choice to not follow through with something right. Because, I mean, unless I'm mistaken in how revenue is collected, counted, and reported, Dan Snyder is not the only person with hands on these types of numbers. No. I, I, well, all right. So there's a couple of things at play here. Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right that there's more than one person. It, it, absolutely. It's, it's an entire army, an entire staff. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story, which will lead me into my next point. I remember back in 2010, David, mm -hmm. after, so this was Mike Shanahan's first year, after a disheartening loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, I think it was 17-16 or something, that I think eliminated them from playoff contention that year. It was a miserable Sunday, like December 9th, December 10th. I was in the owner's lounge after the game mm -hmm. with several executives and one top former executive, Mitch Gershman, who you know was has been named in a lot of this stuff. Basically, he looked at me. They were having a conversation, he and a couple of other executives right in front of me. And they, you know, the announced attendance was like 82,000 or something like that. And he looked at me and he said, and he said, you know, he's like, the real number was, and I think he gave like a number of like 58,000 or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, which was more indicative of the crowd. And he looked at me and he said, don't you dare, don't you dare say a word. So mm -hmm. I bring up that story to, to tell you if they were cooking the numbers back in 2010, is it possible? And, and, and they've admitted to cooking the numbers all along because Jason Wright has said several times this year, no, 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 our, our attendance this year is about us reporting it accurately, meaning in the past they hadn't before yeah. he got here. So is it possible that if they're reporting the numbers inaccurately or cooking the numbers 
for a previous period of time that they were actually trying to hide money from the NFL? Is it possible? I, I ask you that. Is it possible? And I, I yeah. to me, the answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. I'm, you know, once you, it's it's nothing for a person. If a person thinks they can get away with literally infringing upon the physical being of another human being in some way, shape, or form, there's really nothing that stops them from trying to uh, withhold entitlements to other people that, honestly, they have no way of knowing. Like The Dallas Cowboys have no way of knowing exactly what the Washington Commanders are going to report or what they've reported. They just have to kind of operate on faith, and then you yeah. got to have faith that when Washington visits Dallas – they're doing the same thing. And I'll be honest with you. I don't believe for a second that that Dan Snyder or the Washington Commanders is the only owner, the only organization in the NFL to ever have done this, currently doing this, all of these things. What I do think this is, is just one more sign of the times that people are fed up with what Dan Snyder has done as the owner of the Washington Commanders and that they're doing everything in their power within increments. Because again, and this is the kind of the communal atmosphere of NFL ownership, right? Every time an owner looks bad, the microscope also gets turned on to the other NFL mm-hmm. franchises. So mm-hmm. these people who may be leaking this information or anonymous sourcing this information, they are probably connected. And, and for the most part, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say that a lot of them probably are not just good natured whistleblowers. A lot of them probably are involved in other organizations, but they also have to be careful because the more attention you turn on to an NFL owner, the more attention you turn on to the NFL as a whole. And there are a lot of things that people in the NFL don't want people digging into. Yep. Absolutely. A lot of skeletons in those closets. We will continue to warrant uh, to monitor uh, this situation. Uh, And like you said, we're scheduled to have A.J. Perez, who broke this story uh, over the weekend for front office sports on the next episode of Locked On Commanders. But coming up next, Colin Cowherd. Yes, Colin Cowherd ranked the NFC East quarterbacks. And you might be surprised where he ranked Carson Wentz. That's next on LOC. But, David, our next partner has a product uh, I think we both use literally every day. I know I started using it about a week and a half ago. It's called AG1. Why? Because well, I wanted better gut health, a little bit more energy. I wanted more vitamins. I wanted to do something good for my body. What is AG1? Well, it's one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients, again, helps your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, all the good things that we're always trying to fix. Health facts, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, a vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, uh, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it costs you less than $3 a day. Think about all the pills and supplements that you're taking. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than, I don't know, your lo- your iced coffee that you might get at your local coffee shop. So get AG1, plus they've donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So they're a great company invested in the community. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into uh, the spring, allergies, cold, flu still out there. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. I take it every day. That's how I get my day started. Uh, That's 
what you want to try and do. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. That's today's episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast, also brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds podcast and review for all different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thanks again, Washington Commanders fans, for making us your first listen and your first watch if you're watching on YouTube. And we appreciate you, whether you are listening or watching. Uh, thanks for making us, again, your first listen watch of the day. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the NFL, and there's always something every Monday through Friday, less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Make sure you follow the podcast at LO Commanders, David on uh, Twitter at DHarrison82, uh, and as well, uh, SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell again uh, at WrestleMania621. All right, so David, Colin Cowherd. Um, I don't know what you think of Colin Cowherd. I used to like him a lot more than I probably do. Now, I'll, I have to admit, he probably annoys me more than I enjoy him. Uh, um, but he's never been one to be shy about a controver- controversial, if I could speak in English, mm-hmm. polarizing opinion. And he came out with a ranking of the four NFC East quarterbacks. He called it the NFC East quarterback hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Number four, shouldn't surprise anybody, Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Number three, Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Number two, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, which means Carson Wentz is number one. Yep. The floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, you know, on on first take, right, on the on the first in- intake of this this ranking, you obviously pause because you're obviously going to assume that Dak Prescott is going to be number one. Uh, some might even assume that Jalen Hurts is going to be number two, given the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles chose to move forward with Jalen Hurts and send Carson Wentz eventually uh, to the Indianapolis Colts. I think Daniel Jones as number four uh, is is the easy is the is the easiest part of this whole rankings. I think there's there's two ways to look at this. Well, there's there's multiple ways to look at this, but there's 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 two ways I really kind of look at this, and that is physical talent right which quarterback is the most physically talented quarterback on the field on the on the play i call it the madden standard if this is madden which of these quarterbacks is the best and win and then go from there right Mm -hmm. but when you take in a holistic look of these quarterbacks then how do you rank them and and i'll be completely honest i didn't see cowherd's program the day that he ranked these quarterbacks so i don't know the context that he used but what I would say is this, if you're taking it holistically, like the entire body of work, the entire human being, look at their history, look at what you quote unquote expect. I would still put Carson Wentz number two. I would have Dak Prescott number one, but I don't think it's a clear cut argument because really what is the big thing? What is the biggest thing that Dak Prescott is going to have over Carson Wentz to push him at number one? Is it arm talent? No, I don't think Dak Prescott's arm talent is really that much better than Carson Wentz's if it is better. Is it overall athleticism? Again, when healthy, no, I don't I don't believe so. I think Carson Wentz, Dak Press, like 
Dak Prescott's not a Lamar Jackson type. You know, he's mobile, but he's not Lamar Jackson, you know, or Michael Vick uh, reincarnated. He's he's a he's a he's a solid mobile quarterback for this day and age of football. So is Carson, I think a little bit less, but Carson is is athletic as well. It's when you get down to the perceived leadership and selflessness and, and all those things that really puts Dak Prescott over the top. But again, when you're talking about a 2022 NFC East ranking, we don't know what Carson Wentz as a leader of the Washington Commanders is going to be. We don't know what Carson Wentz quarterback in Ron Rivera's organization with Scott Turner's offense coordinator is going to look like. We know what we've been told from Indy. We know what we've been told from Philly, but we also know what was told to us from Dak Prescott in Mississippi State, which is why he dropped to day two in the NFL draft, which turned out mm-hmm. to be a lot of falsehoods that didn't need to be said about Dak Prescott, which is why he's one of the top NFL quarterbacks in today's game. So how how much how heavily do you weigh the past when when gauging the 2022 season and these stable of quarterbacks? Well, if you give Carson Wentz a clean slate, which I think everybody kind of deserves moving into a new organization, which I think Ron Rivera is going to give him as a new quarterback, then you base this on just pure talent. If you were to argue Dak Prescott's more talented than Carson Wentz, I'm not going to die on that hill against you. But I think there's an argument to be made there. And the thing with Jalen Hurts, he's number one in upside. If you want to have the conversation about which NFC East has the highest upside, I think we've seen the least out of Jalen Hurts and potentially he could go to even higher heights than any of the quarterbacks left in the NFC East. But if you're talking about 2022 alone, physical attributes, I think there's an argument to be made. Carson Wentz is the most talented quarterback in the NFC East. Well, so it's interesting that you you, you bring that up because I think, again, if, if, if Cal Horton, you're right, we're lacking the context. Mm-hmm. If he's just purely talking about talent, there's no doubt. There's no doubt who is the most talented, and you just said it's Carson Wentz. But we all know the quarterback position is so much more than that. I I, I will say this. I have a slight bone to pick on Jalen Hurts. Listen, I I like the pick of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, to me, while he's slightly gotten better as a passer, Mm -hmm. uh, to me, you know, as athletic as he is, as much of a run threat as he is, he's still got a long way to go even before bad Carson Wentz and bad Dak Prescott. So to me – I, I don't think it's going to happen in 2022 that he's going to be able to leapfrog either one of those. Right. So then the real question again, and, and Daniel Jones, we know has talent, but a he turns the ball over too much. That's and he's the, always hurt. So really then the talent. question becomes is what Carson Wentz is, is the NFC East getting, as you said, yeah. is it 2017 Carson Wentz, which Ron Rivera has gone that, 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 that about concept. Oh, you know, like, Oh, uh, oh okay. Well, if it's that, then Carson Wentz is clearly number one. But mm-hmm. if it's not, then and, – and again, I don't do any ranking just based off of one component. I, I don't know anybody that should, right? No. Like meaning if Cowherd is just looking at pure talent, well, why aren't you looking at pure talent and the last three years and the talent around him? Now, if you're making the argument it was pure talent and the fact that Dak had more weapons than Carson – yeah. In Philadelphia and Indianapolis, well, you know, then that's a fair argument, right? And then I can see how you would put Carson Wentz number one. I, I disagree with that. Sounds like you disagree with that, but I could see that being the rationale. But you have to have that rationale as your this is why he's number one. And until I know that and until I have that, I look at it and I say, I think it's more about you wanting to avoid the obvious, what everybody else would rank, meaning Dak Prescott, number one, and then everyone else next, and you wanting to stand out. Why? Because you're Colin Coward, and you want to make some headlines, and because you want to be different, which is fine, fine. 
but give us the context that you're ranking this because you can't possibly be ranking this based on recent performance. Yeah, you want you want to avoid the elephant in the room, be different for the sake of being different. However, however you want to say it, you know what I mean. So the so the context is, is really what matters here. But I mean, uh, again, at the end of the day, when when you add in the whole whole scene, look, the Washington Commanders also have uh, supposedly, and and again, these things will will play out and change as we go. But as of right now, based off of last year's win loss totals, Washington Commanders have the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. So does that elevate? Like Carson Wentz's numbers might elevate because mm-hmm. he's playing, you know, quote unquote inferior competition. Okay, that's true. That's the context of the conversation, but his numbers still might be elevated, which means his production might be better than a guy like Dak Prescott. So there's a lot of reasons you, you know, every rankings list is subjective, which is why we always uh, disagree with them, which is why we all, you know, some people agree, some people disagree. It's like mock drafts. Mock drafts are in the eye uh, of the beholder, um, which is why when you do them, and I, I'm sure Colin is, is well aware of this. You do them understanding that you're going to get some applause, you're going to get some booze, and then you're going to have a larger chunk, about 80% of the population that in the middle. That's like, yeah, I can see that. And, and that's pretty right. much what I think what this list is. Absolutely. It's polarizing, no doubt about it. And coming up, you just mentioned how a mock draft can be polarizing or interesting or controversy, uh, controversial. Why don't we get to our colleague Joe Marino's next? Uh, and you'll see what we mean by controversy and polarizing. We'll share it with you. But first, David and I want to tell you guys about Built Bar and specifically Built Bar Puffs. Have you tried the puffs yet? We keep telling you about them. If you're missing out, you're missing out on something really good. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, of course, uh, and they're delicious. They are a treat to behold. covered in chocolate, some great flavors, yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, and my favorite, the banana cream pie. Oh, so good. And uh, of course, the regular Built Bars, as you know, are delicious and all the multiple flavors, and they're always coming out with limited time flavors. They're healthy for you, covered in 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, low in calories, high in protein. Oh, you're not going to be disappointed by any Built Bar product. Again, whatever your flavor is, David's favorite is mint brownie. Mine is anything with peanut butter, but I love them all. Get it now at BuiltBar.com. And when you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment three here at the Locked on Washington Commanders podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell kicking off the week with you here. Uh, also on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, and at LO Commanders. It's Monday, and it's Mock Draft Monday. Of course, the, the NFL draft, Chris, is just weeks away. The, the, the offseason is flying by and will continue to do so until about June, and then it's going to crawl or slow to a a painful crawl for the most part. Maybe not with the Washington Commanders. We'll see. Yeah, uh, might be Never. the most exciting part of Never. the offseason, to be quite Never. honest with you. But Never. This Monday, There's we're... No. Stop. There's no break, ever. Yeah. You're sentenced to doom. 
Yeah, it seems like that, doesn't it? So this Monday, well, Mock Draft well, Monday, we're well, looking at well, Joe Marino, our guy over the Locked On Bills podcast, also the Draft Dudes podcast, part of the Locked On mm-hmm. Podcast Network, and of course, one of the founding members of the Draft Network. Uh, he's dropped his mock, his latest mock draft, Chris, and we've got a very interesting top 10 uh, for for one very big reason. I mean, some of it we've got, you know, four, four trench players, three edge rushers, an offensive tackle mm-hmm. in the first four picks. That makes sense another edge rusher, and two more offensive tackles to round out the top 10. So, I mean, really, if you look at it, the trenches are, are getting a lot of attention, but there are three spots in this top 10 that really stood out to you, Chris. Yeah, and three spots not going to wide receiver, not going to corner, not going to yeah. safety. But Sauce Gardner not in the top 10 for the first time, I think, ever in mock drafts this year. Yeah, three quarterbacks in the top 10. Um I guess before we get to Washington's pick, which we've already had several mock drafts picking this player, so mm-hmm. we don't have to spend, per se, a ton of time on it because um, I, I think we both agree that it's a solid pick. But yeah. let me ask you this. Three quarterbacks in the top ten of a draft that everybody, like you said, has has you know just kicked the quarterbacks to the curb. If that's ultimately what happens, he's got um, – Malik Willis from Liberty going number two to the Lions, which that has certainly picked up steam. Number six, Carolina. Clearly they need a quarterback. Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett. And then the surprise for me, although I know he's climbing because of his athleticism and experience and all that size, Desmond Ritter, quarterback from Cincinnati, going to the Falcons. If if three quarterbacks go in the top ten, David, your immediate reaction on night one of the draft is what? Uh... It's, you know, uh, typical NFL overvaluation of the quarterback position. Yeah. We've we've seen this over and over again. Look, I said it when Jared Goff was drafted by the Rams. I said it when Carson Wentz was drafted by the Eagles, uh, and they traded so much of their future to, to do so. Now, obviously, for the Rams years later, it worked out at the in the end. So, you know, all is well that ends well. But then you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and the situation mm-hmm. they're in. That's kind of the, 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 the counterpoint and point of the argument, right? Uh, and then you look at uh, the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, when when that whole thing went down. I mean, a lot of these situations are somewhat predictable, but they still continue and continue to happen. I think that's what this mock is indicative of. You look at a team like the Detroit Lions and Malik Willis, if you're going to go quarterback in number two and you're the Detroit Lions, Malik Willis is the guy to take. Why? Because you're planning on pushing Jared Goff back out there for 2022. You're probably looking at another top five or top 10 draft pick in 2023 uh, and, and, and all those things. So you're planning on letting Malik grow. And Malik Willis, with a year in an NFL system, is better than you know Stroud or anybody else coming out in next year's draft. I will, I will agree with that. It pretty much sends a sign to the rest of your team that 2022 is a bridge year, right? Take that for what it's worth. Uh, so I don't hate that pick for the Detroit Lions. I don't necessarily agree with it wholeheartedly either. Kenny Pickett at number six to the Carolina Panthers is all about the fact that Matt Rule knows he's got zero time to get a winning product on the field, and right now he has no quarterbacks on his roster that are going to give him a winning product. Kenny Pickett is the closest to NFL ready in this draft class, so that's the last Hail Mary one home run shot you have at potentially putting this thing together enough. And We saw Matt Nagy of Chicago Bears and Ryan Pace do this last year with Justin Fields. Draft a rookie quarterback. Hope that you see enough signs of life that ownership decides to give you another year to try to put this thing together, just extend your, and I hate when coaches and general managers get into this position because you're now making decisions, not based off of what's best for your team, 
but based off of what's best for you. But that's the situation you put people in. And when you put people's you know careers on the line, I, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. So I'm not judging. I'm just saying I hate to see it because the Panthers are not a quarterback away or not ready to install a young quarterback uh, in that offense. The Falcons, Desmond Ritter, number eight. Uh, I hate to pick at number eight. I love Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. I just wish it would happen in the beginning of the second round. The only way that's going to happen is the quarterbacks don't come off the board. So if you're the Atlanta Falcons and you love Desmond Ritter and you see two quarterbacks come off in the first six picks, do you feel confident that you can get Desmond Ritter right. at the top of the second round? I right. don't. So maybe I trade back for a team that assures me they're taking a wide receiver, assures me they're taking an offense tackle or another position and hope that I read the Seahawks and everything else correctly and that you know I can still get Desmond Ritter at pick 12 or 13 or whatever it is. But I can't – with the way the board fell, I couldn't blame the Falcons if they pulled the trigger on Ritter at number eight because of the overvaluation on quarterbacks. But again, I hope they do so with the intention of rolling Marcus Mariota out in 2022, coming back in 2023 and restocking the shelves a little bit more for Ritter to be your starting quarterback in year two. All right, a uh, good breakdown there on the three quarterbacks. I, I, I agree in, in large part. Real quickly, the commanders at number 11, if they stay there, uh, Joe has them picking Kyle Hamilton, the safety, the do-everything safety from Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. You know, we're going to have to have this debate at another time. Do you take the all-everything safety or do you take yeah. the top corner in the draft in Ahmed Sauce Gardner or one of the top flight wide receivers, whichever one you like best? I mean, it, it's an either-or, uh, and I could say uh, that's why I think they'll ultimately trade down, but they have – or Joe has them going uh, with um, with Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Again, more on that uh, as we go through the week and as we get closer to – the draft. All right. Thanks for making us the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. Now make your second listen uh, and watch the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, as they bring the NFL draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and the NFL uh, in terms of front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, uh, I'll be back with a solo episode, actually, the next two. I've got a couple of guests lined up. We're scheduled to be joined by A.J. Perez, first up of front office sports, who broke that big report on Dan Snyder and the hidden ticket revenue alleged. Uh, We will have that on the next episode. If you want to jump in, it's Locked on Washington Commanders at G gmail.com or the voicemail line 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders and much, much more for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst Show, just a little radio show you can hear 3 to 7 Monday through Friday on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, kind to each other. Don't drive like a maniac. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.